have been here for you for decades. We know our customers and we know this market. We are constantly looking for quality pre-owned vehicles that we know you need. We know how to make a good deal here at Primate Motors Super Trailer Store at 2305 Coffin Avenue here in Sheridan. I'm Michelle Hart from Cody, Wyoming. Last year, my husband Tim was on a wildland fire down in New Mexico and he was injured um, parachuting into the fire and he unfortunately passed away uh, nine days later. Shortly after he died, I actually went to DC and asked to meet with Liz. We had a very intense and emotional conversation about these issues. Liz was really surprised when I was telling her about the issues of homelessness, pay disparity. She really wanted to do something about that. Those words were followed up with action. I just really enjoyed the, of getting to work with her and having her supporting Tim's Act in the House and really pushing and putting pressure on legislators to be able to do something to fix these issues that are really critical to the public safety. She's a true fighter on their behalf and I look forward to continuing to get to work with her until these issues are fully resolved and I know I have her commitment in doing that. I'm Liz Cheney and I approve this message. Paid for by Liz Cheney for Wyoming. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school and graduate debt-free. That education helped me get to the first day of my career, a job that I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from my service helped me buy my first home. And I take pride knowing I will be the first to respond if my community ever needs me. To learn more, visit NationalGuard.com. You know, there's a lot of different kinds of springs. There's a the kind that you wind up tighter than two coats of paint. There's the ones you pull apart and they spring back, and there's the kind you push together and they bounce back. And there's the kind of spring that has time to get your 4 before side-by-side tuned up for the year. Just call Handos and Joe will spring into action. Heck, he'll even come and get it. Tune it up, fix it up, even rev it up. 4 before spring tune-ups at Handos Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. With summer kicking into full swing, the Sheridan Troopers look to continue defending their home turf and have their next home games this Saturday, June 18th. Come out to Thorn Rider Stadium as the Troopers take on Cody. The doubleheader starts at 1 with the second game around 3.30. If you can't make it out to the field, you can watch the live video web stream on SheridanMedia.com or listen to the games on air on 1410, 106.9 FM, KWYO. Trooper Baseball is being presented in part by True Built Builders, Redinger Technologies, Auto Connections, and Sunlight Federal Credit Union. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting and I'm here with my friends Steve Sisson and Trevor Jackson. The three of us are back together. Yeah, the three amigos. The three amigos. We're back. And we are your open line guys. Go ahead and give us a ring. 674-4443 or 672-5747. Six three. I just got back from my vacation about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got through Yellowstone just before the tragedy. Uh, I would say about a day, day and a half before the tragedy. 
Um, we all know that uh, Yellowstone is flooding. Um, as of right now, all the park entrances are still closed, but Teton National Park is open. Right. Um, <clears throat> our hearts go out to those individuals who are affected by that. I've seen some some pretty heartbreaking videos yes. uh, up online. They're getting a lot of footage of homes going into the river. Which yeah, I mean, could you just could you imagine standing on the? Well, I was wondering, uh, you know, if you owned property on like the edge of the river, and it swells up like that, and washes the house and everything away. What do you have? You don't, you don't you don't you don't even have the land anymore. No, everything's gone. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, where am I going to rebuild the house? The <laughs> land is now part of the river. Yeah, Ugh, I mean, man. obviously it'll shrink back down, but uh, still. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a rough situation. Those poor folks up there, and you know the economic impact on the state of Wyoming itself is going to be felt uh, probably for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So this is a, a tragedy for for all of us up here. Um, you know who knows how much money that's going to cost to get all of those roads rebuilt. Um. And how are they going to do it? How long is it going to take? Uh, you know, not to mention their costs. Uh, boy, I hope those folks up there got flood insurance and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to help out with that. All right, let's uh, let's go to the poll question. Question was, uh, what should be done about the way property taxes are calculated? And we came up with a few options. I'm sure there are others than these, but this is just kind of what we managed to come up with after the show last week. Uh, I will go from the least to the most uh, popular answer here out of the options we had. Okay. So starting at the bottom, uh, the least popular option was to offset property taxes with an increase in sales tax. Kind of knew that wasn't going to be one that people would really go for. You don't want to see your sales taxes go up. Uh, Only 5% uh, said that that would be the way to go. Uh, Another similar one uh, was also near the bottom of the list, offset property taxes with an income tax. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we don't want to see an income tax here, so only 6% uh, said that was a good idea. Uh, up next was across-the-board cuts. Just cut everything. Uh, that way, you know, you're, you're going to cut the programs, you're going to cut the taxes, uh, just scale everything back. Uh, that one was the second most popular uh, response with 31%. And then the most popular response, uh, based on the options we had, with 59% of the people supporting it, was to base the taxes on the price at the time of sale. And that's something that we've heard, like a caller even was mentioning that, you know, I haven't done any improvements to my house, anything like that. Why is it worth more now than it was yesterday? Yeah, yeah, and that is uh, the old supply and demand. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, you own land, and land increases in value mm-hmm. uh, based on the popularity, uh, well, based on where it's at in the market. Yeah, you could, I guess you could kind of think of it as like if you if you buy some sort of a rare item, yeah. At whatever price you 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 buy it for, um, sometime down the road you will probably be able to sell it for more than you paid for it. Uh, but when is that thing actually considered to be worth that amount? Is it worth that amount right now as you're holding on to it, or is it worth that amount only when you sell it for that amount? That's a good question. That's a good question. And 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 you know when it comes to land, everything can fluctuate. Yes. You know, just like any other market, really. Yeah. Uh, areas, uh, neighborhoods can can increase and decrease in value depending on what's going on in that area. 
And if you would like to know, uh, head on over to uh, SheridanCounty.com. They actually have the formula that can help you figure out uh, what your property taxes are going to be based upon the assessment that has been done Mm -hmm. to your property, which there's a formula behind that as well. A lot of this is just formula-based. It's... uh, it's not based on anyone's opinion of, right, of the yeah. way things are going. All right, we got a caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric open lines. Yes. <clears throat> Thank you, gentlemen. Listen, I'd like to change topic a little briefly. Here on the 15th of this week, uh, there was a um, meeting hosted out at the college. It was regarding um, E-Enterprise. And here's what I'd like to say. There was an editorial in the Wall Street Journal on the 13th that basically was titled, Who Pays for Crypto's Collapse? Okay. Well, in the article or in the editorial, the gentleman reflects that as of June of this year, there's been a $1.5 trillion loss in crypto trade. 46,000 people have reported to the FTC losing $1 billion in crypto scams. Kim Kardashian is being sued for promoting crypto. But here in Sheridan on the 15th, we hosted the Wyoming crypto legislators, Mr. Western, Mr. Yin, Mr. Rothfuss, trying to promote what is was referred to in the paper as e-residency. Now, the paper was aware of this occurring out at the college because they went to the legislative website. But there wasn't any real announcement this was occurring until uh, an article in the paper yesterday. Anyway, this e-residency facilitates crypto scams, okay? Wyoming has said it will pattern itself after the country of Estonia, where you can have an enterprise, that's why it's called e-enterprise, without buildings, uh, which you can't tax, something that doesn't exist, without workers, to welcome to Wyoming, just a digital identity in which you can trade crypto. So I'm asking this question. Why, in particular, is Mr. Western, who is running for re-election, why has he doubled down on crypto? My answer, just my answer, is because a politician never admits to a mistake. It's really a case of it ain't dead, it's just tender, or maybe just because we bought crypto a nice e-hat, it don't make it pretty. And so what I'm saying here is a little tap dance was done out at the college regarding this hoped-for e-residency promoted by the crypto blockchain people because the governor denied a bill that would have brought a token, crypto token, into the office of the treasurer of the state of Wyoming. It was denied. Kicked back. The ball kicked back to the committee, and then we have a huge involvement, uh, University of Wyoming Blockchain Lab, the foundation there, the uh, uh, investments for the foundation gave Caitlin Long, Avanti Bank, another no building, just kind of hangs out there in the ether like steam, gave her money so she could organize and do everything to get her bank together. It's still cannot be acknowledged because it is not acknowledged by the United States government as a legitimate banking concern. 
so this whole crypto thing is exhausting, but I do want to make a comment. I was able to see, tragically, the house that fell into the Yellowstone River, and I got to thinking that's a perfect montage for what has happened to the taxpayers of residential property in Sheridan County. We're seeing it fall into the river and being carried down. And I kind of myself sort of like this acquisition idea, because why should you pay today for an unrealized capital gain? And if I can add one more little tag on the end of this, the reason all of this happens is because in 1966, Wyoming passed the Administrative uh, Governance Act, which had been passed on the national legislature clear back in 1944. It basically <laughs> says, we're going to offshoot how you chop the cabbage, how you make up the rules and regs to agencies, not legislators. Legislators can pass a bill, but the agencies chop the cabbage. And that, that's where we are. Department of Revenue, Ad Valorem Division, makes up fair market appraisal. Um, it makes up sales ratio studies, and it buys a CAMA system. And, you know, I think you had last Friday, um, Mr. Miller, uh, Mr. Miller called and said that the company that sells the CAMA system that brings you the uh, computer-assisted mass appraisal has acknowledged in an inflated housing market you're getting an inflated value to the property. And how true that is to fair market is questionable. So that's about all I had to say. And I want to thank you guys because sometimes things come up and there really ain't enough time to get something in the paper. But there's always you guys on Friday, and I appreciate it like you can't know. So thank you again. All right, Vicky, thank you much. So where is... Uh all the various cryptos and all that stuff right now, Steve. It's it's down. I mean, everything is down. I mean, I've seen the headlines, but uh, I I don't really it, take it's an down, interest in it that much. I, I remember looking at a graph. I don't remember exactly. But it, it's down to about where it was three or so years ago. Mm -hmm. It took. A, I mean, it went up big time, and now it's back down. I mean, it, it had this up and down ride, and so it it's not as low as it's ever been, but it's pretty low. Now. Uh, how long have you watched this? Have you watched this long enough to be able to say that this is just like any other market? It's going to fluctuate like that at, at certain time periods? I think so. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's still a relatively new thing. Um, it's clearly a lot more volatile than a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it appears to kind of follow the ups and downs of the market in general. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, it, it's going to probably go up again, I would, I would guess, at some yeah. point. Because, I mean, I, I, I just can't believe that, that, you know, all these rich people would put all this money into something just to have it sink to nothing. <laughs> well, it's a very high-risk investment, I think. You no, know, it, it's, 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 it's kind of like Enron. You know what I mean? You remember what happened yeah. with Enron? Right. You remember what everybody said? <laughs> too yeah. big to fail. It is, there's, too, yeah. there's too much involved in Enron to, to just let it go. Yeah. Yeah, the thing with crypto is that it is it's still a relatively new thing. Uh but I think it it's becoming a legitimate thing. I've so, seen more and more people jump on board with this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I think its future is definitely still undetermined, but uh you know, like I said it's a high risk investment. It it could just absolutely tank or it could it could end up being something worthwhile. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some other subjects that are going on, like Julian Assange. That's right. He's <laughs> back in the news. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sure. Plug into Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. You know, it doesn't take years of experience poring over spreadsheets of other people's money to figure out that Wyoming doesn't have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem, and that's our money. Additionally, all of that experience is meaningless if your representative doesn't have a genuine conservative perspective and a backbone. I'm Ken Pendergraft. I'm a combat veteran because I chose to be. Married 40 years because I choose to be, and promises are meant to be kept. I'm a preacher because I'm called to be, and I'm a conservative Republican because I value those ideals that made this country great. This message is paid for by the committee to elect Ken Pendergraft to House District 29. I am Ken Pendergraft, and I'm asking for your vote on August 16. I approve this message, and you should too. Buying an extended vehicle contract from Hammer Chevrolet is always beneficial, especially if you're looking to keep your vehicle for a long time, Trey Baker. Bob, there are a lot of scams out there when it comes to extended warranties for your vehicle. Come in and sit down and let's put together a well-thought-out extended contract that works for you. Give yourself peace of mind when you're on the road. An extended contract from Hammer Chevrolet will give you peace of mind when you're on the road this summer. Hammer Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, online, hammerchevy.com. Now's the time to start those projects you've been dreaming about. Excavation, landscaping, or home improvement. Wagner Ranch Services has the materials. Wagner Ranch Services carries many types of gravel, scoria, topsoil, and landscaping products. Check out Wagner's landscaping display where you can view a variety of landscaping materials that can be picked up from the yard or delivered. Wagner Ranch Services, 13 Industrial Lane, 307-752-2787. Open Monday through Friday from 7 to 5. Remember that kid that kept falling down the well and had to be constantly rescued by their collie dog? Well, if that family had just called 307 Wildcat Well Service, that old well would be a pipe and a pump. 307 Wildcat Well Service is a local company that specializes and locating water. Drilling and pumps, residential or ranch, repair or service. So for water wells and all that goes with them, just Google 307 Wildcat Well Service and you too will have cool, clean water. Water, water. On this week's episode of the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, it's championship season. We recap the Women's College World Series, preview the Men's College World Series, as well as the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final. We also get into a possible relocation for a major MLB team. I give out suggestions for their new team name, such as the Memphis Barbecue Pulled Pork Sandwiches, and instead of Pine Tar, they use Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue Sauce. Those genius ideas and more on this week's episode of the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting. 
And uh, I'm here with my buddy Steve Sisson and Mr. Trevor Jackson. He's over there controlling things in the big room. Now, we've discussed uh, some property tax stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing we didn't put on there, um, which is we, we kind of went with like the more uh, how should they be calculated route. Right. But there's the other side of it. Like, you know, after you've calculated, what do you do with that? And I think the biggest issue, we all kind of assume that these things are going to go up over time. Uh, that's typically what happens with land and property is it increases in value over time. But I think the biggest issue is if you're seeing like a 30% increase in a single year on your property taxes, I think that's really the hit. Yeah. If somehow you could make it so you don't see these massive jumps year over year, because what happens if it sees another 30% next year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, th- I think that's really the problem is whatever system is done needs to kind of spread it out a little bit so you don't have these massive gut punches to people who don't really have the money you know, saved up or weren't anticipating things like that. Well, I, ca- I mean... I could imagine that there's got to be some sort of appeals process, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. If, if, if you disagree with your assessor, no matter where you are, I, I would imagine that there's an appeals process. It, it's probably just as costly as doing anything else. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just about as painful as just paying the, the tax. You've got to go get a lawyer. Yeah. You know, these taxes, the IRS, all of it is convoluted. It's complicated. Every every so often, you get a look at at you know tax laws and holy cow, <laughs> yeah, it's it's staggering mm-hmm. the amount of laws that there are, and it's kind of hard to follow. I need a professional. Right. I need I need an expert. Yeah, the average person really can't handle no. stuff like that on their own. I mean, and and you know, hey, if you think you can and you want to you want to tackle that bear, go <laughs> for it. But I'm, I'm a lot of us just don't want to deal with it. It's it, yeah. it's just tough, man. I mean, I would that's the first thing I would do is just go get a lawyer who who you know is an expert in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to the state of Wyoming getting the bills paid, that's the tough part. Right. You know, we can sit here and we can say, hey, here's here's some ways to offset everything. But the fact of the matter is. We'll never see coal the way it was. We'll never see natural gas the way it was. We're, the, you know, that that ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it, one thing that I want people to understand is I love my state dearly. But we have gotten used to not paying certain things because the coal, the, the natural minerals mm-hmm. industry footed the bill for a lot of different things in our state. And now they've packed up shop. Now we can blame whoever we want to blame, but the market's the market. And we need to, right now, I honestly feel that we need to get drilling. We could do that. Yes. State of Wyoming could be meeting these needs and we could be dropping the price of fuel out there. We could be doing that. I don't know who's to blame, whether it's the president whether it's the oil companies, because I'm hearing both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of pointing the finger at each other right and, now. Uh, right now, yeah. everyone's pointing at somebody else going, it's their fault. Mm-hmm. So that's where the ship just, the sails lose their wind, my friend, when everyone starts blaming everybody else. Okay? Government stops because it's it's the Republicans' fault, it's the, it's the Democrats' fault, and nobody wants to get anything done. Well, right now, it's the oil company's fault. It's the president's fault. Nobody wants to do anything about it. I got an idea. How about everybody just sits down, stops pointing fingers, and solves this problem for the American people? 
Instead, they want to distract all of us, saying, well, it's that guy's fault. Don't come to my door. <laughs> right. Well, they're not going to let go of their principles as a thing. You know, like Biden has certain environmental groups that he's beholden to, and he's not going to – he's just not going to approve certain things because that is priority number one for him. And, and I want to just interject real quick on that. I believe in the environmental movement. I mm-hmm. do. But you and I have had a conversation on here, uh, well, conversations on here regarding we can't do this overnight. Right. <laughs> well, we've we've talked about this before where I think it was about 2013 where we stopped having wells that were ready to produce right now. So even if you did approve a bunch of new leases and stuff right now, it's going to be years before we start seeing any meaningful production from them. Yeah. So uh, I, I can see where, you know, tapping into the strategic reserves is the quickest thing you can do, but that's not a long-term solution. And every time they tap into those reserves, they never actually release <laughs> no. enough. It's a drop in the bucket. It's nothing. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, here's a couple million barrels. Get out of <laughs> yeah. here. Come on, man. We use we We use how much... Oil in barrels does the United States use in a day? I have no idea. It's it's unfathomable to me. It's, it's, it's an amazing numbers, yeah. amount. It's an amazing and amount. And that's another part of the equation is if you if you can reduce the demand, then the prices will also come down. You've got two things. You can increase supply. You can decrease demand. Both of those are not really all that easy to do, though. Well, and... You know, what are you trying to do? Are, are you trying to force me to go buy an e-car? <laughs> right. Because that's not going to work. Yeah, and those things are expensive. People, I mean, you can't spend 50000 plus. I mean, that's like the low end of an EV right now. And, oh. you know, have a $600 whatever, you know, car payment just to save money on gas. It's less expensive still just to pay the gas. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how things change, and that is election years, my friend. Um yeah, we're we're sitting in one now, and we got another big one coming up in two years. Mm-hmm. So you know, if we can, if we're just if we're sick of the system, show them. <laughs> You're right. Show them all we're sick of the system by changing who's sitting in the seats. All of them. Yeah. I mean, it's literally that simple. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of try to put your 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 party loyalty aside and just look at each individual on their own records, and and are they getting the job done or not? Now, that's that's why I went independent, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now being an independent in the state of Wyoming... That's a little rough. <laughs> it, it puts some hurdles in your way. Yeah, I'm not it, lie it limits you. your ability to do certain things. It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, but uh, I still feel, you know, uh, that it's it's the best choice for me. Mm-hmm. And and I know some people feel differently. Some people are, are you know, they, they carry their party flag all the way to the line. Uh, but for me, it's the... It, What's the Constitution say? That's yeah. that's all that matters to me. That's yeah. it. And I think you need to realize that both parties have self-serving agendas. Uh, so I mean, we've yeah. talked about that in the past. You know, if you are a Republican, you're going to say the Democrats are the bad guys, and vice versa. But you're not. Neither side is real clean. No, no, they both. They're both muddy, man. <laughs> yeah, bad muddy. So, uh, you know, but we've tried to do third-party stuff. What was it? Ralph Nader. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> he, he pushed Green Party for how long? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and all he ever did <laughs> was just ensure that a Democrat would never get elected <laughs> yeah. whenever yeah. he ran. Well, like who's the, like Ross Perot is probably on the, the best out of any yeah, third-party so. candidate. And, yeah. and did he, he didn't get a single electoral vote. No. So And that's the best they've ever done. You know, I... I Everyone, uh, long-time listeners know that I, I, I really respect my father's opinion. And my dad, I can remember that year, and my dad was like, this is the guy mm-hmm. who would change 
the way that we get things done. This is the guy. And it could have very well been. It could have been. Yeah. You know, yeah. could have been Dukakis, too. Who knows? <laughs> Out there in his <laughs> tank. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, that's a little different conversation, though. But I do think the two-party system works well in presidential elections. I think you need to change the way the primaries are done. You need to do a better job of selecting a good candidate to run on one of those two parties. I think that system has not been working very well for the last several cycles. I think, you know, it's a lot of people say it's it's all about who has the money. You know, who has uh, the money for ads, who has yeah. the money to do all the visits. That certainly is a big factor in it. But it's also just the fact that when you have you know, 12, 16 candidates running in the primaries, and you're doing a first-past-the-post voting where you just pick one person. Mm -hmm. It weeds out a lot of people that can't... It's like your second choice might be actually the most popular among most people, but one person has a real fanatical fan base of, like, a third of the party or even 25%. And that's all they need. And and in a field that wide, that's all you need to get to start building an insurmountable advantage. Yeah. I think you need to do some kind of ranked choice or range voting where you pick, you, you rank the candidates in order of preference or something along those lines. You rate each one individual on a scale of 1 to 10 is my personal preference because that, that weeds out tactical voting too. And see, the hard part is, is how do you change a system, that, a two-party system run by two parties? And it makes the voting process more complicated. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've, we always have issues of trying to have, you know, prove that these elections are fair and that's just with you know pick your favorite person and move on that's the simplest voting process there is and we have people complaining about that so if you try to make it more complicated where you have to rank each candidate individually it adds more layers of complexity and i don't know but i think in a primary system where you're voting among somewhat like-minded individuals you know they're all conservatives they're all liberals uh, i think you can do here's my first choice here's my second choice and if the first choice is the first choice of a third of the people, but the second choice is the second choice of 50% of the people. The second choice is the one that probably ought to advance into the general election. Yeah. And right now, that system can't work. You always take the person with a, what is it, a plurality of support will yeah. go through. And well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because if you look at those sheer numbers, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Yeah. And then you start getting delegates and winner-take-all states, and that puts that person further out in front and makes it much harder for anyone else to catch up. Yeah, and, you know, I think with just about any election system, people can poke holes in it. But I do have to say that, you know, despite what many people have said uh, over the course of the last, what, three years, the United States has actually got one of the most secure uh, election systems uh, that there is in the world. The fact that it's uh, compartmentalized by counties helps that a lot. Yes, it does. Because it's very hard for any widespread fraud to take place. You may have a county here and there that's got issues, but it's not typically enough to make any meaningful difference in the overall outcome. Yeah. And offline, I've spoke to uh, an election judge mm-hmm. and just trying to get a feel for, you know, how's this, how's this really run down? And the way that she described everything to me, you know, it would be, whew, it would be almost a miracle to cheat. It would be, yeah, it would be very, very difficult. I mean, uh, you've got each other looking over each other's shoulders all day mm-hmm. long. Uh, and every county has its own ballots, its own systems in place. They're all basically independent. And so, yeah, trying to do any kind of massive phony ballot or, you know, machine rigging and stuff like that would be extremely difficult to do. Oh, yeah. And then you've got all the investigations that go on afterwards. If anybody says anything about it, oh, this one was this <laughs> yeah. this one was uh, 
you know, faked, boom, yeah. then then the investigation teams come in, and they usually get it found. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you can find instances oh, yeah. of, of election fraud Absolutely. throughout the United States, yep. but they're usually very small pockets. Yeah, there's tabulation errors. There, yeah. are, there are always issues, but it's never been anything on a large scale. No. No, and I, I don't think I don't think we'll ever get to that point. Uh, and if we do, boy, you know, once that system's broke, the whole system comes down. That's one reason why I think a nationwide popular vote is not a good idea. No, I don't think it is either. All right, I got to take another quick commercial break. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930K ROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. experience and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it. 1851 North Main and Sharon. What is your business worth? Have you considered buying or selling a business? Our certified valuation professionals at Harker Mellinger can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. This is Alicia Cox. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Harker Mellinger, 6720785. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. The rodeo is a part of who we are. It's our history, our identity. But boy, this is not your granddaddy's rodeo anymore. The Y.O. is bigger, better, and bolder. Larger purses, tougher competition, and a whole lot of family fun. Come for a week of bright lights, high stakes, and a warm welcome unlike anywhere else in the world. You gotta be here to feel it. Get your tickets at SheridanYORodeo.com. Please join us on Saturday, June 19th for the Bighorn Volunteer Fire Department's annual pancake breakfast. It will be from 7 to 10 a.m. at the fire station in beautiful downtown Bighorn. There is no charge, as this is our way of saying thank you for all the community support we receive. There will be a raffle for some great prizes, including an ATV. It's the Bighorn Volunteer Fire Department's annual pancake breakfast, Saturday, June 19th from 7 to 10 a.m. at the fire station in Bighorn. See you there. Howdy, I'm Brandon Masters, a deputy of the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office. I'm running for sheriff. I have 15 years of Wyoming law enforcement experience. I believe community collaboration together with proactive law enforcement approach will lead to effective law enforcement in the community. When you vote for Brandon Masters, you vote for a leader who stands with the principles of grit. I humbly request your vote for sheriff on August 16th. I want to thank the citizens of Sheridan County for supporting the sheriff's office. For more information, find me on Facebook or visit my website, brandonmastersforsheriff.com, paid for by Brandon Masters for Sheriff. 
Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting here with my friends Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson. We're your open line guys. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. Now we got a caller right outside of the gate. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Good morning. Good morning. I was watching. Good morning. I was watching the. I call it the Democrat-controlled media this morning, and they said that home the prices of homes are going to go down. So the people that are paying these high taxes on their homes, theoretically, the taxes on their home should go down. But just watch, it won't. I have—I don't think I've ever seen that happen in my lifetime. Uh, and one reason uh, house prices are going to go down is because interest rates since Biden took office have doubled, more than doubled even maybe. And so that's going to have a influence on how many people buy houses. And so, you know, there's no easy answer to this. I happen to know a rhino, self-confessed rhino, and I won't mention his name because he told me that in confidence, but he's in the state legislature. And he said that none of the, well, basically none of the legislators will cut spending. He said it doesn't matter if they're Republicans or Democrats. They want to keep on with the spending, and they need money to spend. So that's one reason why they want to raise their taxes. And, of course, like you guys said, we don't have hardly any money coming in now from coal and oil. So they got to find money somewhere to spend. And the property owners are always the ones that catch it in the neck the worst. And I, you know, I'm kind of worried about things. I think we're on right on the verge of what I call the Great Democrat Depression. People, you talk to people, they don't have any idea what the Depression back in the 30s was all about. And, of course, that was that started when people were buying and selling so much uh, stock that it became overpriced. And some big, rich stockholder saw what was going on, so he sold all his stock, and that just worked like dominoes. And next thing you knew, you woke up in the morning, and you, your stock was worthless or worth little. And But now I think, you know, if this high-priced gasoline, which people have figured out is not good, <laughs> and high taxes and spending, and I'm not against uh, giving money to help Ukraine because I'd rather fight the Russians over there than here, but it's, it's crazy what's going on. And it just has me worried, and I'm not sure what to do about it. I've told people to buy dry beans because they'll last for years and store them away. And 
the banks, what if the banks closed like they did during the Depression? My grandfather had his money in a bank in Claremont and during the Depression, I think, and it closed and stole all his money, and he had a heck of a time getting by. Luckily, he had a homestead, and he could go out and poach a deer for something to eat, but uh, I don't know. I I guess I just don't have... I'm not very optimistic, I'll just say that. Well, oh, by the way, I didn't ever... Vicky's right, I never did trust these Bitcoin things anyway. I want money I can hold in my hand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you, uh, an entire generation of millennials is waiting for that housing bubble to burst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rubbing their hands together, just watching those prices continue to rise until eventually. No, eventually they'll pop. just get it for free. It'll pop. <laughs> right. I think, yeah. Everybody I think, gets free college. Everybody gets a free house. Everything's free. And then it's all worthless at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Don't go get a job or a career. Yeah. Well, you know, I think there's, there's. Give it, what, 20, 30 years? I think we'll be looking at a different landscape uh, across the United States. Yeah. Uh, I, and I do I do acknowledge that this is, uh, a lot of this is generational. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, these, these the younger generation sees certain things that they want changed, and they feel that the boomer generation over top of them is preventing those changes from occurring. And there's some data that supports uh, their, their mindset. Uh, I, I saw something the other day where, uh, baby boomers, when they were in their 20s, controlled about 20% of the of the wealth. Yeah. And millennials, it's less than five. Yeah. So. Uh, and there's a lot more of them. Yes. And then Generation X, which I'm a part of, we actually saw some pretty good increases in our wealth. God, the 90s were good. <laughs> yeah. And the pandemic actually helped us because we were kind of in that right age where you're not just starting out. You probably own a house and a few of the things that you're kind of settled in by now. You're not trying to get into that rat race. Uh, so we kind of were the last generation that, that is going to see things almost automatically become better than the generation before. Millennials are the first ones that are kind of looking at this with much less rose-tinted glasses. And I know, I know it's really difficult to wrap your head around, but folks, the numbers are really tough to argue against when it comes to where's the wealth of the nation, where's, where's the control, uh, when it comes to minimum wage going up as opposed to uh, the cost of living increases that these kids have had to face mm-hmm. coming out of college, going into college, things like that. Um, and I, I know we all want to take that stance, you know, where it's like, ah, they're just lazy. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is the world has changed. What worked in your generation's time does not work in theirs. So things are changing as we go, believe it or not. But from what I can tell, and I'm I'm not a millennial. I'm an Xer, just like you. I was at the tail end of that. Mm-hmm. I, I was there during the good times. But, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> But the fact of the matter is, something is going to have to give. Uh, whether uh, generations before the millennials agree with that, uh, I'm sorry, but eventually the time will come where that doesn't matter. Well, I think you have to look at it. There is a reason why millennials and younger think of socialism a lot more positively than people of Generation X and older. Mm-hmm. It's because the situation they're in, it kind of starts to look appealing. And part of our job is to say, okay, no, this is not the answer. Well, the thing of it is, and, and we've talked about this before on the show, 
You can't sit there and and look at a millennial and or younger and just tell them you're wrong. Right. You're wrong. That's it. You're wrong. Okay, yeah. well, now what do I do? Nothing. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the system that you are <laughs> handing over to me no longer works. Nothing. You're wrong. What if somebody did that to you? What What if someone sat there when you were a kid and told you that exact same thing? You're wrong. These cars, they don't work. They're stupid. <laughs> the wagon oh, is, is the only way up. to get around. I don't tell them they're wrong. Just he, just, he just tells put them. Put my hand up and say, don't talk. <laughs> Why? You don't want to hear it? <laughs> I don't want to hear whining. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Th- I think what I but see there it is. There's the, the generational difference. Mm-hmm. If I bring up a problem that I'm facing and you're not facing it, I'm whining. Yeah, there there is a legitimate thing. No, but not in every case. That's true. Yeah. But there is a legitimate thing that you know, millennials and younger are saying, "Hey, this there is some serious problem with this capitalist system we're we're under right now." And if X and older doesn't want to hear it, then you're going to get the blowback, which is going to be more trends towards socialism. Absolutely. They're going to go off and do what they think they need to do. Yeah. Now, look, I'm not defending socialism. I know the system doesn't work. Right. But here's the deal. They don't. Mm -hmm. And we're not doing a good job of showing, hey, we're willing to admit that we've got some issues with our current system that we can adjust. No, because you'd rather sit on your porch and scream about how nobody knows what they're doing. And it worked fine for me. It, it worked, worked fine. Yeah. yeah. That's because when you bought a house, it was about $16,000 to get in. <laughs> and uh, you're complaining about your property taxes now on that same house. Yeah. And a single person, uh, single, a single dad working on his own, mom was staying at home, dad was a mechanic, he could support the whole family. And all, the argument I'm making before I get a bunch of hate emails <laughs> is just, it, look, you cannot look at the younger generation and just tell them you're wrong. You've got to take a leadership parental role and show them how to do it then. Mm-hmm. That's what you've got to do. Walking around just saying, well, you're all just wrong. This this whole planet's going to hell in a handbasket. That's what your parents did. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Leave it in the dust. Help these kids out then. Oh, that frustrates the heck out of me. If you're not willing to teach and you're not willing to learn... You shouldn't be able to complain. All right, we got another caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Lines. Hello, is that me? That's you. Hey, I just got a couple comments on what you've been talking about. So one thing is, you know, you're talking about these younger generation kids, um, how the millennial and they don't understand and they can't believe it won't work. Well, all they have to do is go back through history, look at the history on socialism. That will prove that for Next thing is, um, you know, the Democrats, the woke people, the uh, liberals voted a Democrat party in, so now they're getting what they voted for. So that's all on them also. And the next thing is um, I've been hearing this stuff about furries in uh, junior high school, which are kids supposedly dressing up as animals, and now they're talking about putting litter, dog litter, whatever, for them to – go to the bathroom in so i'm concerned what as yeah there's, there's that's what i, I haven't you hear this is this a school district meeting it is a truth because i have um very close person that is a teacher and they say it is actually going on at the junior high right now so my point is we don't allow animals in school 
And next thing is, if our administration is allowing that to happen, something needs to be done with our administration. And if the teachers and principals are allowing that to happen in their school, then something needs to be done with those principals and teachers also. There is no reason that anybody like that should be able to come in and be a distraction to all the other students that are there trying to learn something. So that's just kind of my um, rant today. So anyway. All right. Thank you. Thank you much. The litter box thing uh, started in Michigan, I believe. It was a. Please tell me, yeah. someone did not approve of this. <laughs> this is that's that's insane. Okay, that is yeah. a lie. <laughs> right. Uh, it was a it was a, a school board meeting in Michigan, and it was a concerned parent, I think, that actually kind of brought this thing up. Uh, the school board there said, "No, this isn't going on any in any of our schools." And I have yet to see any school district anywhere that says, yes, we're doing this. Look, I, I know some of the administrators around here, guys. There's no way that they would allow that to happen. I mean, um, holy cow, come on. <laughs> yeah. That's, woo, that's yeah. like, that's past the moon crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and if you want to get mad at me for saying that, then get mad. <laughs> that's past the moon crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not aware of it happening anywhere around here or actually anywhere else in the country. Okay, good. Oh but there's goodness. rumors about it everywhere. Well, that's because social media gets a hold of something. Too many people start clicking on it because you're not going to a proper news source. Instead, yeah. you're taking one of these crazy – you know, if you look up certain things. Now, now there's accusations that, that supposedly a pack has found certain things about Bobart. And I'm going to say this right now. I'm not a fan of Bobart. I don't like her. She's, she's way too right-wing extremist. But the fact of the matter is, until that's proven, she has every right to sue those people, in my opinion. You start spreading that kind of stuff around mm-hmm. that with, without true evidence of that, with a, without proving it, and I'm going to sue you. And she's got every right to do that, and that is, that is, that is immoral. It, 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 it has zero integrity. And and that is not something that you do. I don't care whose side you're on, okay? That's that's garbage talk mm-hmm. to right. do that to someone. Yep. And and that goes for everyone. And and I just you know that kind of news is supported by us, folks, and we're the ones who can put a stop to it. Stop falling for the clickbait. Stop sensationalizing this kind of stuff, and it'll cease. All right. This has been the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 9:30 KROE. 103.9 FM shared. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. 
Frackleton's brings you this pet of the week from the dog and cat shelter. Karma is a friendly dog with a lot of energy. She loves to run and play and loves to take plenty of walks, hikes, and needs a fenced yard to run in or a ranch where she can put her healer skills to work. Kittens, kittens everywhere. The shelter has kittens to spare. Plenty of shapes and sizes and colors for homes to call their own. Stop by the dog and cat shelter and take your pick. Is it time to get down on one knee and ask her for her hand? At Legacy Diamond and Gems, finding her dream engagement ring just got easier. Legacy offers hundreds of styles in the store or explore their website for inspiration. Looking for a gorgeous and unique engagement ring? Legacy's in-house jewelers can bring your ideas to life with original craftsmanship and quality second to none. Legacy Diamond and Gem, downtown Sheridan, online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Moss Holders Design Center knows one mattress does not fit everyone. That's why Moss Holders carries 21 different Serta mattresses. From super soft to incredibly firm, it's important you find the mattress that best fits your body and your sleep style. Moss Holders offers iComfort and iComfort hybrids, which conform to your body with high-quality memory foam, but don't sleep hot. Serta's perfect sleepers provide amazing support without breaking the budget. Moss Holders is also your source for new sheets, pillows, and adjustable bases. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Save the date and saddle up for Chris Ledoux Day, Saturday, June 18th in KC, Wyoming. The rodeo starts at 2 p.m. with exciting saddle bronc and bareback riding competitions leading up to the street dance and party with Kellen Smith, Ned Ledoux, and Corb Lund in the Hurt and Albertans. Admission is $25 for both the rodeo and the dance, and proceeds benefit college and high school rodeo scholarships and the Make-A-Wish program. Chris Ledoux Day, Saturday, June 18th in KC, Wyoming. Sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. Finally, we can get back to normal life in Wyoming. That means get out and go somewhere, do something, but get the car ready for summer travel after limited use for so long. Midas to the rescue with a complimentary safety inspection, plus discounts on oil change packages and savings on other critical components like up to 120 bucks off tires and 100 off brakes. Stop in and the good folks at Midas will fill you in on all the details. Midas Tire and Auto, East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. The Best Team Studio, brokered by EXP. News Talk 930.